All right, are you ready? I'm going to have to pour this beer into a cup. I So, well, here, I'll explain this in the pod. Yes. And I... All right, here we go. Three. Oh, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm ready. Fucking <laughs> live ammunition here. Three, two, one. Welcome in. No puns allowed. And look, I want to get right to this beer situation. Yeah. So I bought a four pack, uh-huh. right? One of the four beers exploded. And this beer is covered in beer. Okay. okay. This beer can has, so I have a, I have a cup and I have this can. Do you know what time it is? Time for you it's to try to reme- again to see redeem if we can... myself with a pour. Let's see if we get um, some ASMR. Okay. And if not, I'm going to make it up. So here we go. It worked this time. It worked this time it for worked. a little bit. It worked a little bit. Wow. I got excited, and then it faded fast because I was scared it was just spilling all over the place. So cheers. Um, how are you, first and foremost? Doing great. We've had kind of a crazy week, and it's only Wednesday. Yeah. Wednesday. I was like, what day is it, actually? This this is a crazy fucking week. There is no doubt about it. It's a lot of shit going on. We got golf. We got football. We got video games. Yes. We got b- birthday party reviews, which everyone is waiting for. I've got Pop Tart reviews. Pop Tart updates. Yes, we've got a lot. We've got a lot going on. It feels like this off season we've had more to talk about than than usual. But we do need to start with the fact that this morning's news was that the College Football Players Association suggested or is planning a boycott of the contracts, basically that are going to be set up in the compensation for being in the new NCAA video game. And for you, I'm sure it's frustrating because I feel like we keep getting like, okay, here it comes, and then there's this we have to try out, and then there's this we have to try out, and this we have to figure out. Is this one of those things where you're like a little concerned that this might cause some problems, or are you like, you know what, full steam ahead, don't care if players are in it or not? Oh, I care if the players are in it. Uh, okay. Personally, I think it's a big deal. I I, how, I know you're not as big of a gamer as I am, mm-hmm. but like, don't you think? Like, we only know this game where authenticity was the players actually in it. Like, mm-hmm. you played as Reggie Bush, so I think it's a huge part. And I also think, by the way, this is business negotiation, and mm-hmm. let's treat it as such. Right? Yeah, They're going to totally. figure this out. The part of this that's really interesting, though, is. The separation between Caleb Williams and the backup right guard at NC State. Uh-huh. Buddy, I don't know your name, but I love you. Uh-huh. Um, college football is a very star-driven sport, as you know. Yeah. And Caleb Williams and Drake May and whomever, right, uh-huh. um, are, are going to be are, are worth an incredible amounts in terms of value of being in this game. People will buy this game because of Caleb Williams' presence. So yeah. I am wondering how that shakes out. But I do think they'll figure this thing out. Um, the, here's what I struggle with, like $500 a player, right? That's what they're talking about. It would be right now. Uh-huh. With this, 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 what is a good amount? I have no idea. Yeah. What is, what is a good amount? That's the hard part. And I'm curious, does the NFL's players association negotiate this deal with like Madden for that game or like, what is, I don't know what the compensation is for the NFL and how they could maybe use that. I as, don't either. I'm wondering if it is like an even split for everybody. Like, hey, the contract set up with the Players Association, everybody agrees to this, that it works. But I feel like I'm sure the league ha- gets some money from that as well. But I'm curious what the right situation is in um, compensation for NFL players. If 
any. I don't. I don't know. I, the other part of this, and by the way, the players should all be paid. Yes. But if you were to pull the majority of players about this, and I, I've talked to players literally for a decade about this on and off. Mm-hmm. A lot of them are like, "Fuck, man, just get me in the game. Like, yeah, I love I... just put me in the game." And that's not the answer. I, I, to be clear, I'm not advocating like, "Oh, they're going to be in the game. That's enough." No, they should be paid. Yeah. But I do think you're going to have. Like any negotiation, you're going to have people all across the spectrum of like, what is too much? What is too little? I I just know, like, I don't know what the right, I know that I don't know what the right number is. I hear $500 and I'm like, yeah, that feels a little light. Yeah. But I don't have a good answer to what wouldn't feel light. Yeah. I mean, also, like, could it be based on like the revenue of the game? Like, I feel like depending on how many people buy it, the more they can pay them. So yes, locking them into $500 feels like a tough situation i don't know i don't know if there's like a a royalty situation that can be set up for like yeah. every time this year's video game is sent the every player in this yeah. whatever gets a certain percentage kind of like set it up that way so you're getting paid over years and it's not you know uh an ea like putting out all of this money up front um but i mean i it's way over my pay grade in terms of of lawyering um, but well, like you said, five hundred dollars like, does seem super light. The revenue that this game is going to generate is like going to be massive. <laughs> EA, it, this isn't this is a business negotiation now. Yeah, and and they will they will reach an agreement. I, your point is an interesting one. Of like, does it matter to people? And I, that's a really interesting question. Does it matter to people, real players in the game? People are so excited about this game that whatever you give us, we will sprint to and celebrate. Yeah. But for authenticity, especially for a year where the sport is changing so much, like you got a chance to nail this. I do think players, are they worth an extra 10 to 15 million in sales? I probably probably are i yeah i would think but that's a really good question i'd love to know what other people think of that yeah one especially too because like these this game is so unique to the fact that like each year it's it's so different from the years after yeah. it like i feel like the each video game itself in in that particular year is unique and like not to say that that's not the same for madden but it doesn't change as much as the college football landscape does um it is often so i feel like um there's value there but like you said too the other side of this is like there's going to be value gained by being in the video game so like you will if your name is somebody that somebody knows doesn't know but plays this video game and that's like how a lot of like i mentioned this before like a lot of american um kids and youth have basically learned about like world football through fifa and like no players because of their skill sets on fifa or whatever and I feel like it could be similar where, like, a household name may not be a household name now, but, like, in college football, but will eventually be one because you're in this game and you're playing with certain teams. And you're like, oh, I know this guy yes. on this team. You're going to know more about the teams, other teams, than just your team because you're going to check it out and you're going to play with different teams. Um, unless you're an Alabama fan, then you'll probably play with Alabama on Dynasty mode or whatever it's called. Um, but yes. Yeah. It, it, I... I um well by the way we're like a year out from this game I'm also... I think normally it was re- released in July um so it's coming right so so but here's here's the tricky part about this go I'm gonna put on my game development hat again uh, a year feels like a really long time to have to wait in the game development world that is nothing they gotta figure this shit out pretty fast like okay. you gotta you gotta have an understanding mm-hmm. of which way you're gonna go. 
Yeah, do NFL players get paid to be in Madden? Players don't get paid directly for being in Madden. Instead, EA plays the players' union, and the NFL player union uses that money to help retired players who have medical problems and with other things. Oh, I lost Adam. Yeah. Well, well that's news to me. Let's see if yeah. we get him back. Sorry, yeah. producer Matt. You got to clip this. Oh, I'm here. I'm here. I'm here. What? I'm here. What? 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 This is so crazy that Adam's not here. The sons are waving Chris Paul. Oh. I am here. I hear you. Oh, my God. Oh, shit. Hold on. Well, Adam can apparently hear me. I can, can see you hear you me now. that I just said that the sons are waving Chris Paul. They've notified him. That's freaking wild. Okay. You can, can you hear me Let's now? See Anything? Adam, maybe leave and come back, and I'll hit pause on recording. That's weird, but holy shit! The sons are waving Chris Paul. That is... That is... That's bananas. Sports is a chill, okay? It's been a little bit of a crazy two days. Um. Okay. Wow. Do we want to react to this live now that we're going to come back in? Well, producer Matt for sure has. I'm sure there's video of you hearing me, but um. Oh God. Let's finish up with the uh, the the video game discussion. I really want to see. You got to figure this out. You got to figure it out pretty soon. Obviously, you're not generating rosters for next year's mm -hmm. game now, but that stuff has to happen pretty fast. So. This like I'm gonna treat this just like you would be negotiating a job, right? They offer you a salary, then, you say, you know, I kind of like X, and they say, no, but how about Y? And then you you reach an agreement on something. That's how you treat this. This is a business thing, and but I also think the allure for the players to make some money and be in this awesome game is going to be too strong to sit this one out. Yes, I don't think it, I, boycott is an aggressive word though. You see that in the headline, you're like, oh my god. I don't think we're going to yeah. get there. I hope not. Um, so I did look up if NFL players get compensated for being in Madden, and the Players Union, or the Players Association, gets paid by them, and apparently it's $17,000, so that's like chump change to EA Sports, but that money goes to help retired players, as opposed to like the actual players. So the, the NFL players like, we make so much money as is, we might as well just... You know, let them have that. So it's it's definitely going to be different than what what NFL but, players. The situation with that, the NFL. I know that the uh, EA was is done with um, with FIFA, right? They're going to do a new soccer game, not FIFA, which is kind of crazy uh, because yes. FIFA wanted like a billion dollars a year and for FIFA for, yeah. for the rights, which is hilarious so, because again, that game grew um, the sport in America. But I digress. Um, yes. Wow. Technical difficulties led into um, us, me finding out live, and maybe producer Matt has that. I don't know if it recorded or not. That Chris Paul is being waved by the Suns, which I just find absolutely hilarious. This is a a non NBA podcast, but we love to talk about things like Chris Paul being waved by the Suns. That's freaking hilarious. So, so let me ask you a question. Like, I love mm -hmm. basketball, but like, um. They couldn't trade him. Like, there's no the contract that, like, the value just like I don't they know. Probably did he tried. maybe not have like, a he he probably didn't have he probably had a no trade clause. 
Phoenix Suns. If I had to guess. Wow. So, I mean, yeah, like uh, Lakers, right? Where else? I don't know. It'd be um, very, it'd be very interesting to see. Um, yeah, that is going to be interesting enough. But yeah, I'm, I'm, my guess is that he didn't, he had a no trade clause. But I don't know the ins and outs of his contract that well. So that's um, slightly embarrassing. It is. I, I do love Chris Paul. We did that story together for BR to a degree. Um, oh, good for you. Yeah, I know. I, I do. I have a soft spot for Chris Paul. I you actually have a soft spot for him. I have a deep, deep rooted frustration towards him. In in what way? He was on the Clippers, and he basically that team on paper should have won an NBA championship and didn't because he was the worst. So. Well, there you go. That's fair. That's a fair place to have the rooted frustration. That's why I stopped. Because if not, this will turn into a whole podcast about that. But. Um, that is some big breaking news, but yesterday. Yes. I had not even had my first cup of coffee, and I had left Pilates, and I got home, and I looked down at my phone, because I take it off, like, once I'm home from Pilates is when I take it off, like, do not disturb. And I looked down, and I was like, I'm sorry, it's in the PGA. And live were merging, which let's clarify that's been the headline, but it is in fact the PGA and the um what is it the PIF the public yes index fund or whatever it is, which is the Saudi Arabian government like um live was based off of, and they started live okay, and basically the news broke that they were merging. Golfers on on tour were saying they had no idea, saying they found it on Twitter like we did. It was basically kept under wraps. People like Tiger didn't even know. It was a small group. Um, A lot of people were very upset about this. This starts a whole bigger conversation about, um, you know, the Saudi Arabian government sports washing and all kinds of things like that. So, yeah, it's. It's not good, but just wanted to get your initial thoughts on it before I go on like full page rant uh, on some of the details of this. Did you do page as in P A G E and then P A I? Was that <laughs> no. intentional or no? I just okay. no, not at okay. all. But fair enough. All right. So disclaimer. Um, yes, I have in my day job. You know, I'm work with Golden Tea, managed development at Golden Tea. We are in a partnership with the PGA Tour. So. I can be fully transparent. You asked me to write about this yesterday, and I said I, I, I said I can't with journalistic integrity do this in a way that, mm-hmm. or that's not going to get me fired from like one of my jobs. So, so I, 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 I'll be careful, but I'll say this: I had the same response. I was shocked at this. I thought it was fucking Twitter fucking with me, and I had to confirm through the PGA Tour that it was true. People at the tour were not aware of this, right? This was like a very closely kept secret, like three people, mm-hmm. right? And that's been reported now, too. I don't think that's all that shocking. Um, there's a lot of nuance to this, but I will say it's like when I look at leadership for both of these entities, and I'll talk with Lib, right? You, you look at leadership. You, here's what I found fascinating, and then I, I want to hear your rant. Greg Norman, 
like nowhere to be found in all of this. And you can pretty much assume mm-hmm. that he's out. I, I'm, I'm just that's and that's been kind of heading that way for a while. And then Jay Monahan, um, you know, I will give him credit for facing the music yesterday because he did. But to 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 inject the political aspect of this into it like a year ago to the day, almost ironically, and then have to do this. It's really tough. And if I'm a player who turned down $300 million, I don't know what my emotions are yesterday. Like you have a guy like John Rahm and Rory and Dacky Mouts. Yeah, like all these guys that turned down generational wealth. And look, they're they're fine. But right, they have generational wealth. Most of them yeah. right now. So I, and obviously I've got to be nuanced with this. So I am. But it was shocking. Um, it still doesn't feel quite real. Like I, and I will say, I know a little bit about this. So people like, no, I, we're, we have a game, Golden Tee, that's like branded with PGA Tour. And everyone's like, well, is the PGA Tour branding going away? No, like, it, regardless of how you feel politically, not you, by the way, um, regardless yeah. of how people feel politically, in the long run, this is going to probably make golf better. And I say that at, from a business sense, because that's how I look at this. Like, this will be better for golf. I do think the PGA Tour will get another injection of cash. Events will be more meaningful. There is a positive to this that if you want to see through the light, that I have to because like there's business aspects to this that I'm tied to. It's mm. still hard to do that, though. And I think that's probably, I don't know your rant. You and I haven't pre-discussed your, your rant, but that's probably where you're going with it. Yeah, I mean, first, it's just irritating in the sense that, like, don't, Jay Monahan put them in a situation, like, touted these players out to make, like, morally sound statements and was like, the PGA Tour would never, and discussed the topic of sports washing and then completely pivoted from that. Now, do I understand that, like, they really had no choice but to merge, not merge, I should say, but, like, bring people into this fold because Liv was threatening the PGA and there were certain things about it. I, we should note that Live as is is no longer going to exist. So, like, Live branding is going away. The team aspect and the things that they did in in their tournaments and things like that are going to be implemented. But Live itself is what's going away. And I thought it was interesting that Rory's comments were about he. I mean, he. I'm surprised that he was as calm about the situation as he was talking about it today. Um, just saying, or maybe it was yesterday talking about the fact that, like, it was mostly just that they wanted to grow the game of golf and they felt like Liv was the problem. And, that like, doing it that way and creating a Super League that way was not, quote, Super League, was not the way to grow the game of golf and, and to protect, like, the history of the PGA Tour. So I understand that, like, you know what, those guys probably aren't that upset about the money because they are going to get it in another way. Yeah. I mean, and the guys that are coming back from Live do have to pay a fine to be back in there. Now, is it $100 million like it was being reported? Like, because I know this, there were stories about Brooks wanting to come back. No. Not anymore. It's going to be a slap on the wrist. It'll be chump change. But, you know, it uh, it makes sense. The part that bothers me is that this is also not, this just doesn't just affect golf. This affects, like, all major sports. Allowing this kind of, like, what's stopping someone? I mean, the there's, like, a Saudi um, soccer league. It's, like, what's stopping them from infiltrating the Premier League? And, like, I was trying to think of, like, comparisons in, like, other sports. And it's, like, what's stopping them from, like, 
doing this and just bringing money to all these things and putting these like leagues in positions because they just have unlimited resources and this money also you know the the part of it that's frustrating is this this entity and i like is horrible to human beings and so it's like that at what point like is sports going to be taken over by that that's a big concern i know for a lot of people that love sports because it's not just about like oh Let's have more money to make the sport bigger. That's great. But there's also like some moral high ground. And look, do I think that, you know, sports has always been perfect and this hasn't been a problem for a very long time? No, absolutely not. Not ignorant to that. But it's just like even seeing like the Bryson DeChambeau on CNN talking and he was talking about like very, very serious stuff. And they were asking him about, you know, the the letter that the, the you know, um, victims of 9-11 families had written to the PGA Tour and uh or to the people of live and all of that stuff the guys that left for live and he's like sitting there sipping like an energy drink or whatever he was doing and it just like felt so gross like i understand like you know this isn't something you necessarily want to talk about but if you're touting yourself out on cnn and you're willing to make comments about these things take it seriously do your own research don't gloss over questions that are going to be asked of you if you're going on a serious um news network and don't be disrespectful. I think that's the part that bothers me. This feels very disrespectful and disingenuous that they, PGA basically used their comments to leverage live and basically be able to be like, well, people are mad about this, but you know what? The price has to be super high for us to be able to merge and do this. And that's essentially what they did was use that. That's now we know in hindsight, that's kind of what happened. So it it's irritating and there's, of course, it's far removed from the sport aspect of it. Like, look, I, I'm glad that we don't have to have these discussions. I'm glad PGA isn't going to go bankrupt because they're going to have to fight, you know, legal battles for days. Do I think that there are going to be more legal battles for them to fight? Absolutely. But also, you didn't ask the PGA Tour players, which is a player-run organization, yeah. you know, if they wanted to be associated with stuff like this. There was no involvement or no question, and they just did mm. it blindly and took the money itself. So, do I think that you know, this is going way deeper than, you know, just the, oh, live, live in them and like the jokes and the memes. Like, look, I think it's all funny, but I do think that this is much more serious than than just like, hey, live no longer exists and they won. And now there's going to be a super league with lots of money. In um, it. So on the, on the yeah, that's my rant. I told you it's, gonna be it's long. a good rant. No, it's thank you, because I can't rant on any of this. Um, yeah. But I will say, did you I don't know soccer very well. You do. But I did mm-hmm. see that I don't know who the player was. Was reported a three-year, six hundred and forty-three million dollar contract to sign with the Saudi Soccer League. Um, that is goofy. Like that. Oh. Like like that is insane. And so. apparently they have like twenty billion dollars to spend. Yeah. So the positive today is on the flip side of that. Messi signed with Inter Miami and he was a player that was, you know, being offered a lot of money to go play in that league. Ronaldo went and played in that league um, and took a lot and a lot of money. But Messi said no and he came to the United States. So there's a win well, and he's getting equity. For, for freedom. And, you know? and he's, this is such... Well, and he's getting equity in the subscriptions, yes. which is insane. That is a, a, for a sport. Could you imagine the NFL doing that? Like, right? Like, you can't. It's not possible. No. But, well, and wow. and that's the stuff that I think sometimes we 
like look so micro at some of this stuff and don't look at like all the world sports and the things that's happening and all of them to even know and like I'm new to the the world football game don't get me wrong but it's just fascinating to me how like this has come up a lot I also watched the FIFA documentary if you haven't watched it 10 out of 10 recommend there's just a lot of stuff that this is like how does this happen like we know this stuff is happening how how are we letting it and it makes you know it's frustrating because like I said I love sports because it brings people together I don't want people to use it and and taint it because of other things Um, I do think that this brings up a really interesting conversation. Also, well, let me first say this. Can you imagine what this could do in, like, the state of NIL? Because I saw people talking mm-hmm. about this on Twitter. Like, there's no reason that. Imagine, I mean, if we're talking about this kind of money, imagine what a, you know, $50 million could do to a football program. Right? Oh, there is... It's slowly but surely going to creep into every sport. And I I think, and this is, I mean, I don't want to have this discussion today because I don't feel like it, but, like, the idea that, like, you know, politics and sports can be separate. And I know a lot of people in the college football world and people who are college football fans, you know, believe that they can be separate. But when your your school ends up taking $50 million to have, you know, the Saudi Arabian government be a part of, you know, there's just, it's not out of the scope of things that like no. $50 million to them is nothing. It's absolutely nothing. And so even like, I mean, we're, I, we've had this on the doc to talk about, but like even creating a, the like summer super league for high school football yeah. that's coming. Yep. Um, That could be the start of it. Like who's to say that that couldn't be the start of, you know what I mean? These super leagues and these things, I... just because the NFL ones can't get off the ground. Um, doesn't mean that, you know, it won't happen in the future and can't, with more money injected into it, be uh, sort of a problem for sports I, in general. I think, and last thing on this, there, this isn't a rant, but it is morally when you root for athletes or you root for sports or you root, you, you try to, I, I don't know, I, I've always, I can't distance myself from the people. And, and I've wrote stories mm-hmm. I, it's, it, as someone who wrote profiles for years. Yes. Like you get a snapshot into people and um you you think you know. Um Matariza did a profile of Matariza, right? You talk about going through this moral conflict and, and that one's been all over the place. This is very different mm-hmm. I'm talking about than Saudis, but like there's an element to this where you have to separate sport and everything else. And everything else is often very, very heavy. In the instance of this, it is the heaviest of heavy, right? This is light, mm-hmm. this is like Death. This yes. is and and I, I don't have a good answer for that. I just know that it's going to keep happening, and this isn't going to go away. I agree with you. This is going to become more prevalent. Like, what's going to stop them from saying, you know what, we're going to create a football league with eight teams, and we're going to give Patrick Mahomes a hundred million dollars a year? Like, I, I I don't know. I don't know the rule. Like, but like, when money is not an object, mm-hmm. it is a fucking weird and it's clearly throwing off the whole like equilibrium of sports along the way and i just that balance between morals and sport it's always complicated me on a much smaller level and now it feels like it's complicating everybody yeah and i mean don't get me wrong like i love the game of golf we obviously will still talk about golf on this podcast and it's something that 
it's complicated and we'll work on and figure out when we're not. I also think the big part of this discussion is to say that we're not like oblivious to that, that fact either. And like, are not just like glossing over the fact that like, yeah, there's lots of money involved in the jokes and the memes were hilarious about the, 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 you know, the PGA basically sticking their tail between their legs and saying, okay, fine, we'll merge with you. Like can't beat them, join them and things like that. And like the players that did leave who, you know, really did, have to answer some very tough questions like they don't have the answers mm. we don't have the answers we will work through them and get there but it's for now it's it's I, kind of a bummer but i do hope and also the other thing that made me mad is that the lpga wasn't involved in this either and like yeah if you want to grow the game that's another thing you should throw into it but well especially I think I'll right say now, that right for a different day I, I will say this again and it would be hypocritical for me to say otherwise ultimately this is going to be good for the watching experience of golf yes it, it, like well Thank God no one has to watch Liv anymore. Really. Well, and, and the team element that Liv was trying actually was had some cool pieces to it that mm-hmm. if done right in the right formats could be neat. Like, so I'm, again, I, yeah. I like golf is going to be better for this. The watching experience will be better and mm-hmm. we'll see where it happens. But yeah, it's a wild turn. Ending on a positive note, note I, I really hope that they get rid of the names. That they came up with yeah, and live yeah, the team not, names they're like ba- they're please bad. reconsider that and figure something else out like I simply cannot with those names so that is my one uh, laughable moment of this one I, is please get rid of those names I do want to you you mentioned the high school football league and I found this fascinating yes. so all of this it's funny all of this has to do with money so the <laughs> I, this is from ESPN and I saw this today I'd not heard about this that the president of the USFL is launching a spring football league for high school players right. So basically, it's going to be a prep super league. They're going to mm-hmm. they're going to operate under NCAA rules. It's going to yeah. be in the spring, and it's going to be a smaller league. It's you know, and I think it's brilliant. I think that if you really want to get some of this shit, the part of you you brought up why has NFL development leagues fail? Because we know the players aren't the best in the world. If you could, mm-hmm. first off, you're free of high school, so you could pay these guys. You can pay players to come and do this. Um, yep. it's a, they could be paid handsomely, and you could have the next yeah. stars in football competing in like this mini series. This is a really good idea. I think this is a chance to be enormously successful if it if it goes forward. Yeah, and I also think this gives like it mentioned that this could take the place of seven on seven, and like not to hate on seven on seven completely, but like what do kids get out of that? Like they really don't get film out of it to show they're not playing in pads they're not like actually playing football so i mean they are to a sense to a degree but i think that it benefits kids in general in terms of like okay if you know they're they have to make full teams out of this there may be guys i don't even know if it'll be most beneficial for the players that are already known and being highly recruited i think this is beneficial for guys who you know play because they're based in like your location right where you're from And I think that will benefit a lot of kids that, you know, has spent because the amount of money spent to go to these seven on sevens in these camps is astronomical. And honestly, it's it's a little bit of a joke. And they've taken advantage of the system and like really forced kids to pay for being able to be seen and not really. It doesn't really count. Um, I think this will definitely benefit that group of people. And that I see as a positive for sure. I, I again. I'm curious what the impact on the high school football season would be. I have uh, yeah. like someone I work with whose daughters are really great soccer players playing club. You see this in soccer, mm-hmm. right? I'm going to play club. I'm not playing. I'm not going to play for my high school team. 
Yeah. Now, this is different seasonally, right? So it doesn't necessarily mm-hmm. clash. But, like, I do wonder if this takes off. Like, hey, I can play these six games. I can make X number of dollars. Why do I have to play in the fall? Like, and you know what? So be it. Like, but but this to me, like our appetite for recruiting is so mm-hmm. great. And our appetite for future stars is so great that you want to catch people wa- watching football in the spring. And you've got a five-star kid who's committed to Georgia or Alabama. There will be a ravenous turnout for people to see the next great stars if they can get these kids yeah. to commit. We've seen this in basketball, high school, college basketball. It's had some momentum. I think if you could get some momentum here, I think it's a, I think it's a really good idea. I really do it. I think it could shake things up if it's done right. Yeah. No. Absolutely. I I definitely see the the part where like these are kids still as well. They're not eighteen. Um. So and most of them won't be eighteen when they're playing in this. So could be a little bit of a sticky situation in terms of like how much they're playing, but really how much does anyone regulate that? But um. Yeah. The the high school sports stuff is definitely the same way in like cheer competitive cheer people don't do like cheer for their high school um soccer is a big one where they don't because you're honestly training year round as someone who spent most of the first 15 years of my life just playing soccer all the time um yes (laughs) that i understand so yeah it it makes sense um would you like to talk about clemson a little bit well you know that it's like on the list of my favorite schools so obviously i'd love to so this is yeah i know that's why i said um (laughs) so Clemson is Cruton, right? And I find this interesting for a few different reasons. So the most notable commitment they got from Sammy Brown. I don't know if you've gotten, um, I got on the Instagram real wormhole with Sammy Brown. He's like one of the highest rated, like traditional linebackers ever. It, it, crazy powerlifting, crazy sports. Like in a different world, we're writing a feature about this guy. He's got a mullet. Like he just is like, this is, this is the dude, right? So this is the dude. So they got that commitment which is huge. And they also picked up the commitment from one of the best wide receivers in the 2024 class in Bryant Wesco. So uh, basically two five-star kids and Clemson is kind of rolling. Now we don't talk really advanced recruiting on this pod, as you know, and I'm not, gonna. I don't, I don't know, but here's why I think it's meaningful. Clemson is at a crossroads, Crossroads, right? They're at a crossroads of sort. And I'm curious you know, they, they just, Dabo, I think, is getting it. Dabo, who's been stubborn, and we're going to do it my way, we're going to do it with these assistants. He went out and he hired the best, maybe the best available OC you could possibly get. Yeah. Right? And now they're recruiting, in, like they're recruiting all over the place to go get these kids. And I'm just curious if you think, what what's your state of Clemson? Two recruits are not going to shift it. But I do think it's meaningful that these two kids are seeing the vision and like all in on Dabo. Yeah, well, I think the big thing, the first thing was the NIL situation where they decided to have like a specific setup for, you know, Clemson NIL and athletes that go there. I think that's huge for kids that are coming in and recruiting. And I think we've talked a lot about how he's anti-transfer portal. And, like, if you're not going to use that to your advantage, then you're going to find the other things that are available to you. And that, I think, is what's different than him just, like, digging his heels in on the transfer portal. I think he's just getting creative. And, I mean, he's talked about NIL, too. But there's creative ways around it. And I think he knows he has to adapt. And I think that maybe was a conversation, too, um, with, you know, people making decisions over at Clemson. They're not going to get rid of him. But they would like him to maybe 
sell Clemson a little bit better, especially in those press conferences when you're making comments about, you know, NIL and name image and like this. You just don't want to um, cause that to be a recruiting issue. And that was the main concern. And it clearly the NIL setup for them there and, you know, really, like you said, you know, bringing in the best of the best to work around him feels like he's doing a good job making the most of, of what he's not hating on. Um, I don't know what it means, but I do think it's interesting because we've ripped on Clemson plenty. We've ripped on, ripped on Davo plenty for what he hasn't done. Um, what? To the ripping on? We ripped on Davo. We have. Like, we, we rip on everybody here. No one's safe. Nick Saban's pretty goddamn safe. Well, I mean, why would you ever rip on him? He's perfect, so I don't know. See, that's what I mean. Nick Saban is safe. <laughs> um, okay, before we talk playoff odds, I love these bets, and we'll I, yes. I have it on my computer to the right of me and not in front of me. So if you're watching on YouTube, you're going to be like watching me look over to the right, reading these odds. There's a firewall thing. I don't know. I, I don't... think people who have seen this podcast or listened to it know how chaotic it is and don't expect us to be, you know, buttoned up. And fair, fair. That's a very nice way of saying we're a shit show. But have you been following the what's... best shit show ever? Oh no, it's a it's a it's a glorious shit show. I wouldn't have any other shit show way. It's our shit show. Um, have you been following this Pac-12 TV deal stuff? Like, it... I saw today there was some, you know, kumbaya. We signed something saying that we'll all stay together, and then it's only valid until the we figure out the TV deal or something along those lines. So, so they've agreed to share revenue. But then mm-hmm. you've got the Arizona president basically saying, like, I know nothing about this. So now, granted, you've got yeah. you've got reporters, Ross Dellinger, they're verbally agreeing to the grant of rights, and it's basically weeks away. Um, but then you've got presidents saying, like, I don't know about this, man. So here's like Well, I will say that, I mean, I don't know if you saw the rumor yesterday that Colorado and Arizona were leaving for the Big 12. Yes. I think maybe that's why the Arizona president was like, hey, I don't really know anything about this because they don't want it to affect any negotiations they have with another conference, um, which I believe has some validity, but I don't. It's a game right now. The Pac-12, it, like, it's the, you know, the the Spider-Man thing where we said, like, everyone's pointing at each other. Like, it's still very much and then like, the office where they have the fake guns and they're holding them. Like, this is very much still a, like, hot situation where it could go anyway. Do I think that the Pac-12 is going to stick together? And I think that's partially why they maybe revealed this was like, oh, you know, we're we're working together on the TV DLC. Everyone's supportive. So everyone's not freaking out and trying to find what else is out there. But, yeah, I don't know that this is actually a good I'm sorry. I buried the lead. Pac-12 or Big 12, what do you want? That's the better question for this podcast. Oh, I've already said I'm okay leaving the Big 12 because I think the Pac-12 just is, it's too far gone at this point. Like, I just don't think that there's any, and like I said before, Arizona technically a bottom feeder when it comes to to football. Do I think that playing Kansas, you know, every every year in basketball is going to be like the most fun for my like physical health? Um, no. Oh, me, though. I that do, sounds great. Me. That sounds awesome. Yeah, but I think for, like, the, the school and for recruiting and for all of that for That's basketball, which is our number one sport. And I do think in, in some ways, you know, the Big 12 has had teams in the college football playoff more times than the Pac-12 has. So they figured it out. So I'm not, like, t- like you know, worried that this is going to cause football to be, like, in a worse spot. So I don't mind the move. 
I do think it's kind of funny that I was hating on the fact that Colorado was going. I don't think that Colorado's like the Big Twelve's best option. I would have probably picked another school. That's great. But actually, part of me thinks that's because Oregon and Washington are already probably promising to go to another conference. So I'm guessing my conference if, and well, that would honestly that would be if Arizona and Colorado left, that would give Oregon and Washington the green light, and it would be done. Curtains, be gone. yes, everybody curtains. would be switching and. And, you know, it, it is what it is. But, yeah, I don't think this TV deal that they're going to come up with, which, by the way, I know we've talked a lot about how you know people are waiting on it, and this is a normal timeline for TV deals. But it feels like they don't really have much. I feel like if they did, they would sort of leak some something to help them have a better like public <laughs> persona. And also they would tell the schools, and the schools wouldn't be looking elsewhere if they were given any sort of idea of what the TV deal was going to look like. And the fact that this, like, statement thing said it all really depends if what the TV deal actually looks like. So I'm not really buying it. I uh, would try Pac-12, but... So you're you're okay with the move, but would you like the move? Like, what, would you prefer a move, or do you want to stay, stay put? At this point, I would prefer a move because I just am so over it. Do I really want to be part of the Big 12... I just like Colorado also, like, and Arizona. Like, no offense, right? Arizona's a great basketball school, but like, <laughs> like, yeah, eh, like, I I wish that Arizona and Oregon would have stuck together, um, but I just don't see that happening. Um, and it doesn't make sense it, for Arizona to go to the Big Ten. So I I do think, you know, by the way, it is what it or, is. Or, I think at this point it gets dismantled. Oregon, Washington, and the Big Ten would be awesome. Like, would be awesome. Like, I, like I would ge- love that. Geographically, but to be fucked. honest, I think I'm rooting for it. And like, look, I'm sure people are going to be very mad. Some Pac-12 listeners will probably be upset. But like, it. I also think I'm just like frustrated with listening to the like discussion about the Pac-12 by people on the internet. That I'm just like, I'm over it, and I'm ready for the change to happen, yes. so that we can move on and enjoy sports. Put, put you out of your misery. Yeah, I'm just ready. Well, and you know what? I think if you have, you know, Arizona added to that and like the basketball TV deal and like there's going to be a lot more money involved if you bring Arizona in. So I'm not I don't know if Arizona would get a big portion of, you know, what they said they're going to share. So I don't know what that looks like in the in the Pac-12 and what they'd actually get. You know what I mean? Um, I do. And to distract us from all this, can I interest you in some will or won't make the playoff odds? Um, okay. These are on DraftKings. I just got, I have not looked at them. I, so if we want to, yes. Okay. So now these odds are a little weird, right? So okay, I do love these bets because it's a very simple question: Will they or won't they make the playoff? And it's yes or uh-huh. no. Now, when you uh-huh. get deeper into the year, they become even more interesting. I think at some point, like after Tennessee, Georgia was like minus five hundred to make the playoff, right? And normally you fluctuate. You know, it depends. So, would you like to do... So, you're looking in, like, for really good teams, minus, plus, 100, 200, right? Like, let me give, okay. let me give you... I'm, I don't, I'm not going to ask you this one, but I'm going to give you fodder. Um, will North... Uh, see, this is an interesting one. This is an outlier. Will North Carolina make the playoff? Yes is plus 2,200, okay? And no is minus 10,000. So, North Carolina, even with one of the best quarterbacks in football, not set to make the playoff. The majority of these odds... Will Tulane make the playoff? Also, plus 3,000. I'm not going to ask you this because this is an impossible test. Minus 20,000. However, the number... This is... Yes, this is alphabetical. Alabama. 
pretty close. I'll give you a little hint. Yes or no, make the playoff. Which is favored yes. first and foremost? Oh. I think I think yes is still favored. No. No. No is favored. Actually, is there I mean no one no uh, there, Do people there, expect there, Ohio State and Michigan to be like where they like I thought people thought Michigan or Ohio State was falling off. There and are, we never know about Michigan. There so. are I'm reading this on the side, it's very awkward. There are two teams that have a favorite of yes to make the playoff. Do you know what those two teams are? That would be a fun one, too. Georgia? Yes, minus 250, plus 200 for no. Georgia's schedule is absolute fucking baby shit this year, by the way. So I get why. That's still crazy, though. That is still, like, minus 250 to make the playoff is still nuts. So Georgia and then the other will probably be Ohio State? It is Ohio State. Minus, where the fuck is it? There it is. Minus 125. No is minus one oh five. What's Michigan at? That's the next up. You are you are on your game right now. Michigan to make the playoff and where they will lose to some shit ass team is plus one oh five. So they are almost they were okay. almost there. And then my guess would be USC is the next. Let's see where USC is. They are plus two sixty to make the playoff. No is minus three forty. Now again. You start to get up. Are they next? They are. I think you're right. Well, you've got you've got your Alabama yeah. Crimson Tide at plus one thirty five. Yes. Yeah. Minus new minus uh one sixty five. No. You and then does Clemson have better odds than UNC? Um. Wow, I just saw one that kind of. I'll throw. I'll, I'll give you Clemson is plus three twenty. Yes. Minus four twenty five. Now I kind of love Clemson at those odds, and then and you said USC or UN uh, UNC. I was asking if UNC no, had yeah. better. Oh odds. no, Clemson. Clemson is or, a huge yes. shock. Now let's look at Clemson and is there Florida State. So this is interesting. Clemson, yes, plus three twenty. Florida State, yes, is plus two eighty. So Florida State is favored to make the playoff. Yeah, I don't think I can do that. Um. Here's one that's there's a couple that stood out to me. Um, Penn State make the playoff. Yes, it's plus three hundred. They are right there. They are right there. Penn State. I get it. Young team, good quarterback, great running backs. I still can't do it. I don't think. I, I'm not doing that. I'm not really eager to bet minus four hundred. No, <laughs> but I can't do it. Tennessee plus seven hundred. Yes, kind of intriguing. What do you think? Um. Utah plus nine hundred. Yes, no, yes, no. Are you no? no? Yeah, I don't think so either. Washington plus six hundred. Yes, I could buy. I could be. I could buy that. I could buy. I that. could sprinkle. Wisconsin plus one thousand. I don't know why Wisconsin's on here. I'm absolutely not betting <laughs> that. Um, and then what were the other ones? I just like these odds. Notre Dame. What do you think Notre Dame is? They're probably favored. Yes. No. Just because of the they aren't. They, wow, people are learning. I was just gonna say because they don't like have to play. Well, I guess their their schedule's gotten more difficult. But plus um, four fifty. Wow, well, I mean, so an Oregon plus five hundred, which is interesting too. It's like the forgotten team. Um, I'm I'm definitely gonna sprinkle a little on Washington and Oregon. <laughs> I I think Washington and Oregon would be good sprinkles. I actually uh -huh. love Michigan at plus one hundred five. I oh, I. 
I don't. I'm sorry. And I like Clemson at plus 320. The the Clemson-Florida State thing is, that is going to be super fun. Actually, um, I was thinking about this a little bit earlier. Uh, that opening game between LSU and Florida State is like, maybe, I know it's not like the super football game that we get to start the season, but it, it may be even better than that in a way because it's so desperate. These are teams that can make the playoff and that are like riding this incredible high. I cannot wait, wait for that fucking football game. So there you have it. There is my um, will they, won't they. We still have to do Big Ten. We got a lot of betting stuff we got to do. We do. We'll, we'll, we'll map out a way to do it. Um. Yeah, what do we got? So, um, I got a Pop-Tart review. Our friend of the program, friend of just friend, Jason, heard our Pop-Tart, a uh, lot of Pop-Tart activity this week, frankly, over, over our discussion. Um, and so brought over Wild Berry, uh, like without my, not like just Wild Berry showed up on my doorstep, literally. And then? Delightful. It's a top three Pop-Tart. I, 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 Did you heat it up? I, you know, so it was funny. Um, yes, I did. And he also, okay. he also, like it was a Pop-Tart week. So I did it. I gave my full review. I did a heat, mm-hmm. heat, no heat. Forgot how good a, a heated Pop-Tart is though. It, it is. It's, it's so it good. Is just, it is just superior. <laughs> and he also tried the Eggo Pop-Tart. I have not okay. yet. Not, he was not a huge fan. Not a fan. huge fan of the Eggo one. But the Wildberry yeah. immediately would enter my top three. Like no bullshit okay. aside. So that was the one. My other random was I hosted a four-year-old uh, birthday party this week from Cam, uh, who turns four mm-hmm. this week. Um, I realize now, and this was just at our backyard. It was like 5,000 fucking degrees. But I realize now that young kid birthday parties at homes are really like tailgates with kids involved. Like, like they're just... It's a great point. And we have everybody local, so everybody's just stumbling in and stumbling out, which is great. Like, it is just a giant, giant booze fest. And it was a, we had a great time. Um, yeah. Great time. Worked way too hard on, like, kids stuff prior. Exhausted on Sunday. Felt like a post-college football Saturday, Sunday. Um, yeah. But, but sh- parties for kids. If you have young kids, like, and you're not going to, like, a jump zone or one of these trampoline parks where your son's going to break a leg in around. Um, they are just giant shit show. Tailgate, booze fest. And it's wonderful. I love that they've become that. It is. They're tailgates. I love it. Um, did you end up making like a specific cocktail for the weekend? I know we had discussed what you were considering if you did yellow hammers or not. I was, I was going to. I got lazy. What I did was I offered up my, I brought back all this Wisconsin beer, Moon Man, and I offered it up okay. to a select group. Um, mm-hmm. So it's still. You didn't even make your wife sangria? You know, um, no. Uh, it was so, we were so ill prepared. Uh, on me. Okay, on me. Um, that by the time the party came, we were like, we got everything set up, and then it was like, give me the closest alcohol in our vicinity. Yes, I also want to say for those of you who don't follow Adam on Instagram, um, I and also Jason, I follow Jason, so I get an inside scoop because you're not the best poster. So I really actually appreciate Jason for his social media presence to help me out. So I know what you're doing. Um. But I saw your, like, last day of school activities where the bus is leaving and the kids are throwing water balloons and, like, it was your whole neighborhood out in the street. And it was the most, like, wholesome. It literally is, like, 
the movies like you, you know the movie sandlot where everything just seems so like wholesome like that is legitimately what your neighborhood looks like so i just want to say shout out to jason for getting that content and also that you live in literally the most wholesome area in america and dad so hard we dad very hard thank you yeah i'm not very good at posting i'll post a picture of my kids every once in a while i, I don't story yeah, you're not surprised <laughs> by this i don't do no i mean i'm not at all but it's just so funny because we're complete polar opposites like i on sunday like probably should have had my phone taken away because i posted all day long i um I it would take us a lot. I don't know if I'd ever move just because we have a group of neighbors that are our age that have kids that are our age, and they're just mm -hmm. good people. So it's it, especially in the summer, by the way. Oh my god, alcohol just too much alcohol is what it is. So in any event, it was a great time. Uh, I'm still exhausted, but um, Cam Bam, four year old, and now my last random thing. I'm going to the Dells next week for a couple of days. Ooh. I've never been to the Wisconsin Dells. I am very okay. curious if people have things that they like to do in the Dells. It's like two hours from us, right? Um, my association with Dells is like duck boats and water slides and shitty bar food, okay. which I love. All of those things right up my alley. If you have any Dells-related things that I should be doing with or without children, I'm going to try and hopefully accomplish both, probably mostly with kids. Please reach out to the pod, to me, Paige, whomever, and let me know. Please reach out on social media to Paige, because if you reach out to Adam, he's not going to see it. So. Yeah, <laughs> it's, probably, it's probably true. She will politely direct it. Was it was so funny. I send in our group text with our producer that Pop-Tart actually commented on our, our Instagram post, because I know for a fact that Adam did not see it. I, I am bad. I'm getting worse. I'm getting old. Um... Well, let's maybe break you of that habit, and we'll get back into it. Pod only content. I I agree. So that well, in your reels, I do appreciate your real commentary because it's actually very entertaining. <laughs> it's that's pretty much, I I do Instagram reels. However, I'm all in on. So that is my random shit. What about you? Uh, my random shit. Well, one was going to be messy. I'm super happy that he's coming to America. I don't know if you saw that. Like ticket prices for Inter Miami stuff is insanity, but awesome. That is cool for the MLS. That is cool. Yeah. Um, um to have him. Shout out David Beckham for just being a great businessman. Also, you know how people ask, like, um, what poster did you have on your wall as a kid? Just so you guys all know, it was David Beckham. I could see that. I had a David Beckham could, poster yeah. on my wall. I was obsessed with him. Um, but anywho, him and Zach Efron. Um, but in any event, uh, what else do we got? Uh, and starting a small business is challenging, but very rewarding. So thank you for everyone who purchased stuff, um, on Tagline Collective's website. Um, we've got some low inventory things I'm going to post about after this on my to-do list. Um, oh my God. So yeah, Wait, just now hold on. Now, keep it on, keep it not on. without prying. I don't want to pry, but like challenging. Give me one non too deep challenging thing that you didn't expect you'd deal with, that you're dealing with right now, of small business? It's, it's not even that, that I didn't know I would deal, wouldn't deal with it. It's just like... Dealing with it? There's just always something. There's always something. Like, so this morning, I was like, oh, we need to make sure we have tags to put in the shirts and, like, make sure it's the proper color because, like, we sold, like, um, black tees. And then I was like, oh, yeah, our tags are for the inside are black, so are gray, so we need white so then you can see it in the side of the shirt so it's just like little tiny things like that that it's like oh yeah those things um but yeah it's mostly that the technology part has all gone relatively smoothly knock on plastic but like it's yeah it's just there's always something and you can always be posting and looking at 
you know, strategy for all of this stuff. But now it's also we've started like designing other stuff. Originally it was just getting the OGs out. Now it's now it's getting serious. So that's sports, awesome. A lot more sports stuff coming soon. That's right up your alley though. That's awesome. Yeah. Um well good. Um anything else? No. I think I think we're good. It's an off weekend for Formula One, so I don't have anything. Although last week's race, I mean, I just have to say there is some some gossip amongst Formula One where like my favorite driver is in fact single now, which is kind of crazy because he had a very, very long term girlfriend. So kinda of sad, but also exciting for us in terms of content that he's his team has been posting of him. So Oh, that's good. Um I do there <laughs> I think. Um there is a UFC fight this week. I'm going to give out one winner, Benil Dariush versus Oliveira. I like Dariush. He's a favorite. Um, not a great card, if I'm being honest, but I will watch because, of course, I'll watch. Of course, um, yeah. And, um, and then, yes, so I will have a full Dells review next week um, for everybody that cares, the masses that are interested in Wisconsin Dells dad content. I'm sure there's a genre out there, right? Maybe? No? Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, otherwise, we will chat with you guys next week.